1: Hey, welcome to our multiverse. We're excited you're joining us for our new parody comedy series, Superhero Diaries.
2: Hello, this is Batman. Well, sort of. I mean, I'm not one of those actors who gets to play all your favorite superheroes in movies and TV. I guess you would say I'm a parody version of the Dark Knight. Anywho, me and some of my super friends have decided to tell you what we're really thinking when we are doing all those crime fighting Earth-saving multiverse-hopping kind of stuff. We will reveal what's behind the mask. Our most private thoughts. Like, who's our secret superhero crush? Gotta go. Girl talk. We have to deal with real-life issues just like you. I mean, how does Spider-Man pee when he's wearing his Spidey onesie? It rides up in the crotch a little bit, too. Does Aquaman talk to fish before he eats them? What is the Hulk's critical review of Wonder Woman '84? (laughs) and most confounding of all.
3: Some days you just can't
2: get rid of a bomb. How does a guy like me, with no superpowers, get through the week without getting killed every other day? All will be revealed when Superhero Diaries takes off on February 9th. Subscribe now, true believers!
3: Quiet in meditation in his temple atop a high mountain. Liu Kang strove once again to attain inner peace. Tuning out the entire outside world can be tough, especially when that outside world is often out to kill you. But the monk found his harmony among the sounds of dragonflies, candles, and an intruder approaching the grounds. Breathing in, Liu Kang stands up and faces the door. Pushing his way in, the costumed visage of one iron fist comes into view in the doorway. Both fighters exchange knowing glances as both understand what is fated to happen next. The heroes both bow in respect and a martial arts matchup for the ages begins now. It's the champion versus the immortal. It's the dragon versus the living weapon. It's Liu Kang versus Iron Fist, today on Who Would Win?
1: And welcome to another episode of Who Would Win, a show that completely ignores anything important happening in the world and instead focuses on a fictional battle between two characters from the worlds of comic books, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm your host, James Gavsey, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ray DeCanis. You know, Ray, today's matchup's a little bit different for us Rarely do we ever put opponents together who match up really in such a similar or even exact manner like this one. In one corner, you have one of Mortal Kombat's most popular characters in Liu Kang versus arguably one of the top martial artists and fighters from Marvel, the Immortal Iron Fist. And this is the one time I didn't do the patented Who Would Win Google test because not only do I know this thing's already been discussed, this exact match has been discussed millions of times. I've even discussed this online Ray, give us us your opinion on today's matchup. You know, we like to vary it up from
3: time to time. Let's face it, the people at home know this show as often doing strange matchups or unseen matchups. Look, last week we did U.S. Agent versus Zorro, for gosh sake. So we love taking two characters who are relatively similar, either could win, even though they don't necessarily match up as the public would see it. It makes a good and compelling fight. Now, We were talking around this particular fight a long time because obviously with the movie coming out, we wanted to use another Mortal Kombat character and Liu Kang is now the fourth Mortal Kombat character we'll have used on this show. And and let's face it, he's maybe the most popular, one of the largest characters of the entire video game and movie series. Now, we talked about a lot of different opponents for Liu Kang. The people at home, quite frankly, gave us, once again, awful, awful on-the-nose suggestions. (laughs) And you know what? The people asked for Liu Kang versus Iron Fist. We had talked privately, is this too on-the-nose? Is it? Uh, but this is pretty compelling, even though it might be the people asked for it a lot, and so here we are
1: giving the people what they want. I can't wait to hear the complaints. Well, here's the thing. The other thing, about, you know, about this matchup is that we actually have two very clear cut heroes, mm-hmm. you know, protagonists in their own video game versus comic book line. Again, the similarities between the two are really, really striking. Uh, you know, I, again, we really try to co- think outside of the box. Uh, when we have these battles, again, U.S. Agent versus Zorro. Uh, we had NFL Super Pro versus Boba Fett. Great matchup. I, we really, we really really try to put a lot of effort into this. Savage this Dragon one... versus Deathstroke, for gosh sakes, you people.
3: That's the thing. And to what you're saying, James, we try to put a lot into these matchups and create original, compelling matchups. And we've had the production team. I'll go ahead and throw them under the bus. The production team for quite a while now has, has told us, "Eh, I mean, if people want a certain matchup, why don't you just give it to them? okay, everybody, we're giving you what you say you want.
1: Yes, like Zoro versus US Agent. If I had a dollar for every time yeah. one of the fans of Who Would Win had asked for that, That I'm still not sure how the production team came up with that, to tell you the truth, but it was a fun battle. Now, we, we got to move on to something a little bit different. We have a great fan base. We have a great social media following, and we do get great suggestions. We had Christopher Van Ogden from the Facebook, the Who Would Win Facebook group, make what I felt was the genius suggestion for a matchup the, the genius suggestion of the century, if you will, he suggested something so insane, something so out of the box, something so crazy, yet so obvious. Uh huh. Are you ready for this, Ray? I'm okay, right. here we go. This. You ready? Okay, he suggested Colonel Sanders versus Roland McDonald. Ray, why would you obviously take Colonel Sanders in this battle?
3: Well, I mean, he's a military man, first off. Let's keep it real. And he also, I believe, personally kills all the animals that get cooked in his establishments. I don't think Ronald the Clown is out there at the slaughterhouse. So obviously there's a, there's, a, there's a killing factor in there as well. Ronald, big, tough, mean shoes, taller, probably a more physical fighter. But I would say given it all, I would take the colonel and his cane and his military experience every single time. James, also, we are never doing that
1: matchup on this show. You clearly, as usual, pick the wrong side. Here's the thing. Sure, Ronald's a clown. He likes to give out toys and set up Playlands at McDonald's, which I personally enjoy and still enjoy to this day and get kicked out of McDonald's quite often. But you got to ask yourself one chilling question. Whatever happened to Grimace or Birdie or who was that character, the Hamburglar? Robble, Robble. Where are all of them? They're gone, Ray. They're gone. They disappeared. He murdered all of his sidekicks, never to be seen again that's who the colonel is uh, going up allegedly, against. That's allegedly, why the colonel is those going charges
3: down. were dropped, James, so I don't know if I'd use it to
1: make a battle point. Well, he, uh, he threatened the police. Anyway, so, you know, it's hard to figure out who would be the, the hero in this battle, but I think uh, I'd put money on the fact that we're going to do that matchup. With that being said, it's time to introduce today's guest judge making the first appearance on the Who Would Win Show. It's Batman, sort of, from Superhero Diaries. It's Don Jeans. Don, welcome to the Who Would Win Show.
4: Hey guys, thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here. Um, I couldn't help but hear your previous conversation, and uh, I just have one question. Have you seen It? I mean, Have I seen what? The creepy clown from It? I mean, they have a past. That's true. Ronald McDonald, the clown thing with the It stuff. It's been argued that through
3: heart disease and other uh, uh, afflictions that Ronald has killed more people than Pennywise.
4: There might, there might be a weird <laughs> connection. There might be Pennywise went public and now he's doing his work mainstream undercover. I just okay. I'm sorry. That's, I mean, this I all tracks, Don. To... You've got, you've
1: got the Joker,
4: who's yeah, a clown. See? He's a clown. The, the it, the, uh, Ray Decanus
1: and Ronald McDonald. Those are four characters that you know all anyway. dangerous. Uh, all dangerous yeah. characters who, who scare yep. children. Uh, Don, now, I know you personally, because I'm was i lucky enough to help produce the Superhero Diaries series, but for those who have yet to see
4: it, and there's not a whole lot of them, what would you tell people about the show? Just that we have a lot of fun. The Superhero Diaries are, um, I guess you could say, you've seen superheroes. What are their daily lives? What are they like when they're not doing all the cool superhero stuff? What are they like when they're just kind of being... Regular people, but not in these dire situations. We take them and we turn them kind of on their heads and make a, a great comedic parody out of them. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun and we have a lot of fun with it. I think you would love to see it. So, can't get enough of superheroes. I think you would love the superhero diaries.
1: Now, Don, you play, uh, again, we call the character Batman, sort of. You have a very distinct voice that we, you know, the production team kind of locked onto very quickly. And you use that with a great costume, with this background and improv. Can you, can you kind of give the audience a little taste of, you know, how Batman would be as a judge on the Who Would Win show? Uh, well, that guy was pretty good. I'd probably lock him up. I just have too many gadgets. I love it. I
4: love it. And where can people watch the Superhero Diaries and get more of it? Of course, you can search Superhero Diaries on YouTube. You can search them on Facebook now. And we're actually getting pretty big on TikTok. So if you search Superhero Diaries on TikTok, we have a lot going there, and they're pretty funny. We're following some of the trends, and uh, I think you'd like to see some of the superheroes doing some of the new TikTok dances. Check it out. Love it. Ray, uh, quick question. Who would you be as a superhero within
1: the Superhero Diaries show?
3: Well, if you were to cast me as a superhero, obviously, and I pitched this idea to the production team of Superhero Diaries, let me play Phil Grayfield,
1: NFL Super Pro, because we need to know what he's been doing the last 30 years. All yeah. right. So this is really cool, Don. We have a great actor playing Batman, sort of, also a great martial artist, you know, in respect, judging a battle between two of the greatest martial artists in all of geek culture. We have everything we need for an amazing who would win battle. So with that being said, it's about that time. Ray, please do us the honors and announce today's matchup.
3: Representing Mortal Kombat, the monk who was banned from the Tour de France because he kept kicking over all the bicycles, Liu Kang. And representing Marvel Comics, the martial artist who failed as a comedian because he was always hitting the punchlines too hard,
1: Iron Fist. Well done, Ray. Now, before we go any further, let's go over the official rules of a Who Would Win matchup. Rule number one, each debater will make three points. Rule number two, the Who Would Win match is a random encounter in a neutral location with no prior knowledge of the opponent or time to prepare for the battle. Rule number three, the debater must stay within the confines of the character's personality, and the exact version of that character has to be specifically stated. Ray, what version of Liu Kang are you using here?
3: We're going to be using the Mortal Kombat video game version of Liu Kang. I think that should be pretty obvious. That's the one to go with, that's the one where good things keep on happening.
1: That's true. Okay, so, uh, no surprise here, I'm sticking with the, uh, Marvel 616 Universe what? comic book. I know, I have to, I have to. You! Listen. Okay, all kidding aside, Ray, Liu Kang is insanely amazing. Like, insanely amazing. I have did a lot of research on him, and I'm like, I need the most powerful, the best version of Iron Fist. That's the comic book version. I have to do that. Rule number four, debaters may only use examples of skills, powers, or weapons that are long-established part of the character's continuity. Feats from non-canon crossovers are allowed, but will be given less weight. Rule number five, the winner of the debate is whoever the judge decides has the best case for defeating their opponent by death, submission, or battlefield removal. Rule number six, the judge is the final arbiter and can disallow or veto any point they feel violates these rules or establish logic. Now, feel free to check out the official rules on our website, whowouldwinshow.com. And before we get started, don't forget to visit the official Who Would Win store. Get your official Who Would Win t-shirts, mugs, and merchandise by going to whowouldwinshow.com and clicking on the merch section.
3: We have a new sponsor for Who Would Win, and I think y'all might enjoy this one. It is Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile game that taps into everything we all love about Marvel Comics. You get to pick a squad of your favorite Marvel heroes, you know, and villains, let's keep it real, and team them up to fight big bads like Doctor Doom and, of course, save the universe. So take a sec and check out Marvel Strike Force using the link in the description of this episode, ideally, and use our promo code MAXPOOL and get the whole Who Would Win show hookup. Thanks again to Marvel Strike Force and thanks to me for this great read. Good job, me.
1: Experience full plates and fuller wallets with every plate, America's best value meal kit. The holidays are upon us. Give yourself and your wallet a break. Every plate is 50% cheaper than a meal made from grocery store ingredients and each recipe couldn't be easier to follow.
3: With every plate, you can choose between 17 recipes that change each week and swap proteins, veggies, and sides to your liking. And all that for the same price as 1 cup of coffee. It's assuredly cheaper than that pumpkin spice
1: latte. Last week, my family challenged me to make something great for dinner. So I ordered the amazing hibachi-style steak rice bowls from EveryPlate for my family. Super easy and super quick to prepare, by the way. Now, my entire family thinks I'm an amazing cook. And thanks
3: to EveryPlate, you know what? They're not wrong. Each meal gives you simple step-by-step instructions and pre-portioned ingredients to make it fast and easy. Hey, I've said it before, if you can build a bookshelf, you can make a great meal with every plate. And the choices are varied. I've personally made crispy Caesar chicken pork and poblano tacos,
1: and bibimbap. And all of the above turned out absolutely fantastic. Get started with EveryPlate for just one seventy nine per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code WWW179. That's just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code WWW179. Try this offer and you'll see firsthand why EveryPlate is America's best value meal kit. And now, let's get to the tale of the tape for both of our combatants. Ray, please give us the details
3: on Liu Kang. Liu Kang is one of the most popular playable characters in the Mortal Kombat franchise. He was designed to be one of the easiest fighters to use for newer and lesser skilled players. He first appeared in the game Mortal Kombat in 1992 and was created by Ed Boon and John Tobias. Liu Kang was a Shaolin monk who entered the Mortal Kombat tournament to help defend Earthrealm from being taken over by the evil Outworld. His appearance is not dissimilar to Bruce Lee, who was one of the main references used in the creation of the character. Despite intentionally being the only original character to not actually kill his opponent during a fatality move in the original Mortal Kombat due to his strict adherence to Shaolin beliefs. In Mortal Kombat 2, he is described as a renegade monk who starts killing everybody. Fun fact, the original character design for Liu Kang called for him to be dressed in monk's robes and have a fully shaved head. Obviously, we know that isn't what happened, why? Because original Liu Kang actor Ho Sung Pak refused to shave his head. He just said, "I'm not going to do it." And I think we can all agree that this was the right decision for everybody. At the end of the day, that is Liu Kang. Liu Kang, did he have a sweet mullet? Is
1: that? Am I not mistaken? No, when he just had a out? nice, nice head of hair. I do not. I would not put him in the mullet category. Okay, I, I I'm not putting mullets down. By the way, I thought he he just looked very. I don't cool. know why not. That's right. All right, now here are the details for Iron Fist. Now, Iron Fist first appeared in Marvel Premiere number no. 15 in May 1974 and was created by Ed Brubaker. Iron Fist, also known as Daniel Rand, was the son of Wendell Rand, a former inhabitant of the mystical city of Kunlun, which resided in another dimension and only appeared on Earth every, once every 10 years. When he was 9 years old, Daniel was taken by his father along with his mother and Wendell's partner and co-CEO of his company, Harold Meacham, to return to Kunlun, but Harold killed Wendell to take the company for himself, and left Danny and his mother to die in the mountains. Along the way, his mother sacrificed herself so Danny could live. Luckily, Danny eventually was found and taken into the city of Kunlun. And like all of the boys in the city, Danny was trained in the martial arts throughout his whole life, where he became the Iron Fist, Kunlun's champion, who wielded the Chi of the Dragon Shu Lao. Following in his father's footsteps, Danny left Kunlun, where he became known to the world as Iron Fist, the living weapon and hero for hire. And here's an interesting fact about Iron Fist. Did you know he owns more buildings in Manhattan than anyone else in the world? It's true. Again, Danny Rand is super rich, as in super rich. So as he puts it, either he or the Rand Corporation or some other the legal entity he controls owns more buildings in Manhattan than anyone else, including that famous person from New York we all love, you guessed it, Michael Bloomberg. And now you have the facts on both opponents. Don, do you have any questions before we get started? No, that about sums it up. Thank you. Thank you for that backstory. (laughs) Cool. All right, Don, uh, I really want you to pull on your martial arts expertise for this battle. Ray's going to bring it. So am I. With that being said, Ray, go ahead and hit us with your point number one.
3: Point number one for Liu Kang. Now, let's just talk about some of the basic power set of Liu Kang before we go to Crazy Town in my later points. Now, Liu Kang is a Shaolin monk, which means that he has a lot of discipline. He's he's had a lot of training. He is a person who has been pretty much raised for a long time to be able to fight. Look, there's a reason they wanted him to join the Mortal Kombat tournament in the first place. In the Mortal Kombat world, Outworld had beaten the Earth Realm nine times in a row, and if you beat a, a realm ten times in a row, you get to invade it and take it over forever so there was a lot riding on this particular mortal Kombat tournament of the first game and they wanted Liu kang they said you're the guy you're the guy we need right now right here now Liu kang uh, has a lot in common with bruce lee he's actually studied the martial arts of pao chui if i'm pronouncing that even close to right and jun fan and jun fan is actually the martial art done by bruce lee how exciting is that? I believe and uh, talking to James about Bruce Lee in a previous conversation, James, backed me up. Jun Fan is actually Bruce Lee's actual name.
1: That's right. Lee Jun Fan is his name.
3: So he literally is studying the martial art of Bruce Lee. So when you think of Liu Kang, think of Bruce Lee with magical, mystical powers. That's essentially our starting point with where we are going to go with Liu Kang. Now he's not only a great a student; he's also a great teacher. And we all know being a great teacher of martial arts allows you to learn even more because your students are going to teach you while you're teaching them, and you can't. You got. You'll never be rusty if you're always teaching. He teaches combos that split different arts martial arts styles. So he learned a whole bunch of different martial arts with the big one being the Bruce Lee one. And now he's able to run combos. So mid punches, he can suddenly change his form to being a totally different form. Now, one of the advantages of that is gonna be much harder to block. If you get a handle on somebody's rhythm because they're using one specific martial arts form and then suddenly you change it up on the third punch, that's gonna be a lot harder to defend. So somebody like Iron Fist, who I know is excellent at martial arts, let's keep it real for two seconds it's going to potentially have a chance to throw him because he's going to start feeling it one way and get hit from another. When punches are flying, that's a pretty big deal. Liu Kang also has a certain amount of basic power. Let's face it, on the basic level, Liu Kang can do all kinds of acrobatics and then he can uppercut punch somebody and they will fly 15 feet into the air. That requires a certain amount of basic power that you have. He also has a huge amount of durability in that we've seen in the video games, him take some absolutely brutal hits, taking lots of broken bones. uh, Let's face it, some sort of fireball type attacks, you know, sonic attacks from Sonya Blade, taking off, what is it, a flying dagger from Kano? And he's able to keep fighting at a very high level despite taking that level of damage. Additionally, in the games, he's been seen to do what are called juggle attacks. If Liu Kang hits you up in the air, he has the possibility to keep you punching up in the air And before you can land and even start to defend yourself. He's going to juggle you in the air a whole lot of times before you even hit the ground. So that's a lot of extra damage he can put on top of being able to punch you 15 feet in the air. He also can use weapons when he needs to. You know, We've seen in some of the games, he's very proficient with nunchucks. He's used them in a few of the different games and a few of the different scenes outside of the games. So it's reasonable to believe he may have them on hand for a fight like this. But the last power moves I want to talk to you about with the base power is we've seen him on repeated occasions punch somebody and punch them so hard it blows a hole in them it blows a hole straight out of them. Much like uh, Gandhi 2 in the movie UHF, when he punches straight through that man. That is outrageous. That is Liu Kang. He also, in one of his later fatalities, uh, it's kind of a basic thing, but it really hit me. He grabbed a dude by the neck, ripped out his throat, and then shoved it back down in there. That's gross. I don't recommend anybody do that, unless it's in a video game. But that just shows you the brutality and the power of Liu Kang, and I think that's very important, and that's my point number one.
1: All right. Lots of great stuff there. So, again, tons of respect for Liu Kang. You know, the, the one thing about Liu Kang and uh, Iron Fist is that they're what I call classical or traditional mixed martial artists. Right. Very you know, you so. think of modern day MMA, it's, you know, boxing, kickboxing, wrestling and ground fighting kind of all put together. But these two combatants can take, you know, traditional martial arts and do the same thing, which is not as easy as it sounds. So, a lot of respect for Liu Kang with that. So, a couple of questions. Right now, you're kind of, if I'm not mistaken, you're saying the physicals of Bruce Lee. Are the same things that Liu Kang would also possess? Is that correct? The blinding I, speed. I would say the
3: spirit of Bruce Lee. I think obviously Bruce Lee, being a normal human, and Liu Kang being a superhuman who commit, competes in the Mortal Kombat tournaments, he's obviously going to be at a higher level with power, speed, and durability. All of the above. With Bruce Lee being a very, very powerful human, but still just a human. But like, think of think of the way Bruce Lee carries himself. That's your basic Liu Kang.
1: Got it. Oh, by the way, there's nothing normal about Bruce Lee as a human being. He's, he's very super... Okay. And last question, uh, Ray, are we assuming the physics of Mortal Kombat where you can hit someone in the air and they kind of stay there for a second and then you can continue the attack where the person's up in the air? Are we assuming those physics also exist in this battle.
3: You have to assume they do because these are the examples of his fighting that I have to pull from. Look, when we talk about these characters, we talk about them sort of at their at their heights. We talk about
1: them in the worlds that they come from, and this is how Mortal Kombat battles go. Got it. Okay, very good, very good. Okay, lots again, lots of respect for Liu Kang. Let's talk uh, Iron Fist and his fighting skills for a second, shall we? So, you know, we all know this. Iron Fist is one of the top martial arts and fighters in the Marvel Universe, and he augments his fighting ability by using and focusing his chi, his internal energy. And he got that power by defeating and killing a dragon. He did all that at 19. So at 19, after many years of training in Kunlun with martial arts, this person goes to this this area where this huge dragon called Shao Lu the Undying is residing, has to take him on, fights him. Shao Lu is about the size of King Kong from Kong, you know, Skull Island, not the Godzilla one, but at least that big. So he takes him on at 19, kills him, and then puts his hands into the heart of the dragon, thereby getting his chi power. So the reason I'm bringing this all up is I'm not going to go into the chi power so much. I want to talk about the person of Iron Fist, just what he comes to the table with in a similar way that Ray did. So again, he killed a dragon at age 19. Yeah, that's not a big deal, right? No, it is. From that point, Danny, continu- Danny Rand, a.k.a. Iron Fist, continued his training, really upped it and ramped it up. As a result, he's now a master of tons of different martial arts, all of the mystical martial arts from Kun Loon. And there's a lot of other martial arts he's a master of, some of them being Shaolin Kung Fu, White Crane, Judo, Aikido, Wing Chun, Ninjutsu, Karate, Boxing, Muay Thai, Kickboxing, and numerous other submission fighting styles. Yeah, I'm going to say it. Iron Fist actually has a ground game. That's pretty cool. He's also adapted his martial arts to create a street fighting style because when in New York, street fighting may come in more handy than, say, Shaolin Kung Fu, maybe. I don't know. That's the thing he does. Now, the argument within Earth's superheroes is often who's the best fighter. And, you know, within the whole world, Iron Fist is typically somewhere near at the top of that list. By the way, Shang-Chi, that movie's coming out. I'm just going to put it there. Shang-Chi is at the top of Marvel's universe. Iron Fist is clearly close up there as well. So as a regular human, Iron Fist, we're talking about like Bruce Lee attributes and what have you. Iron Fist also has some impressive attributes. He's an Olympic level athlete. He's a master level acrobat. Is a peak human in the Marvel universe. Now peak human meaning if superhumans right here, peak humans right underneath it with everything they can do. He can run up to 30 miles per hour. And he's listed as a living weapon by S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, that small government organization in the Marvel Universe that looks after everything and, you know, steps in whenever they're needed. But there's a lot more. In one issue of Iron Fist, he finds himself in a situation where he's temporarily blinded and taking on Sabretooth of all people, Don. So during this battle, he's blinded. And what's he do? No problem. Uses his, you know, senses. He doesn't use his chin or anything like that. And senses where Sabretooth is and then beats him up easily. Remember, Sabretooth has a healing factor has claws, is super strong, and is a really good fighter and is super huge, all that kind of good stuff. He's also, Iron Fist is also a weapons master. He knows how to use pretty much any weapon you can think of, but he's also a master of disarming weapons from someone and then using them himself to take him out. So very often he's facing someone with a weapon. He's like, great, I don't need anything. I'll just take what you're having, sir, and then uses it against them. If that was enough, he's also a master of pressure points where he can locate pressure points or nerve bundles or what have you on a person. That's a big one. And take him out now what's really cool is he actually uses pressure point technique on spider-man spider-man superhuman super fast super hard to hit he actually hit a pressure point on spider-man and incapacitated him for a short time to so much how much of a badass iron Fist is in immortal iron fist number eight it's revealed very casually very casually they're just having a conversation that iron fist literally possesses infinite ways to kill a man how you may ask well it turns out iron fist also has gained all as a side effect of being from kulun All of the martial arts mastery and fighting skills of every Iron Fist before him, to put that in perspective, there have been Iron Fists on the planet Earth for about one million years. So he has all of their knowledge, all of their experience in his head downloaded. That's the baseline of where we're starting with for Iron Fist. And that's my point number one.
3: Now, there is some good stuff in there. Iron Fist can absolutely use you know, martial arts. I mean, I don't think that could... Look, he's a martial arts type character. I would argue that he's a little bit better at fighting off multiple attackers at the same time than Liu Kang is, but I would argue Liu Kang specializes in a one-on-one combat, which is what allows him to be so successful in the Mortal Kombat tournaments. And I think that there's a slight style difference there that does favor Liu Kang. Now, when you talk about him fighting the dragon, it's not like he walked up to this giant dragon and beat him senseless and and then walked over the body. He found a loophole in fighting the dragon unless i'm mistaken where he saw a little dragon symbol on him and he just gave it a big hug until he absorbed the power of the dragon through the tattoo which got embedded on his chest thus allowing him to pass the ritual so he just sort of gave the dragon a hug he didn't exactly kill the dragon in actual combat let's keep that real for two seconds
1: no no actually so the hug as the the embrace if you will the Mm -hmm. romantic embrace didn't happen until after he'd already taken out the dragon the dragon dies and comes back and that's how every Iron Fist is created. You got to defeat this dragon, but so you got to get the tattoo ritual. by giving that dragon a big old hug. You do remember the first time we met, and I got a hug, and I had some a mark left anyway. So the reality is, he I'm still he gave, look. I've I'm, I'm still told you I'd pay for that dry cleaning. <laughs> I appreciate that. So here's the thing: when he he beat the dragon, and then beat the dragon senseless, had to get close. that that dragon tattoo got embedded on his chest. But he uh. did have to plunge his hands into. He did have to defeat the dragon. At 19, I remember this story Kong's very right.
3: differently than you, James, but I'm also not the one trying to pretend your version is real. But uh, I believe that's enough for my counterpoint for this one. What does <laughs> our judge think so
1: far? Alright, Don, tell us. You've heard points number one from both of us. Where's your head at?
4: Okay, guys. I've got to be honest with you. I heard peak human. Batman is a peak human. They're they're basically at the pinnacle of what human beings can do. And, and I know that Luke Kane is a very good fighter and that I, I heard that he can switch techniques mid-fight. Uh, that reminds me very much of Stylebender, right? He's very good at switching styles. But I'm, I'm going with ultimate strength. If you take two guys who are basically both well-trained, I'm going to go with the stronger human being, all right? If we have equal training on both sides who are both pretty much martial arts level basically the same i'm going to go with a stronger human being that's what i'm saying Mm. that's what i'm saying right now
3: so which one are you going with based on that description because did i mention that Liu kang punches a guy 20 feet in the air (laughs) and can punch holes in people
4: so that's so so beyond peak human so i can see that's a kind of a like like is that a levitation that's like a levitation power and he can punch holes in people so i get that now now does that actually pertain to real world? Are we taking this to a real world fight? Is this like if you take these two guys, and we're looking at a at a at a Houston, Texas street right now, and they walk into a Houston, Texas street? There's no there's no levitation powers or anything like that. They so they're they're both just fighting. The situation is that
1: everything that Luke Kang can do for Mortal Combat is on the table. Everything that Iron Fist can do in the Marvel universe is on the table.
4: Uh, uh, all they right. both come with their ideal abilities. Okay, so 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 punching holes in people, and I'm, I'm also very impressed with the damage that Liu Kang can take. That's a lot of damage. You could take a fireball, that's a lot of damage, but here's another thing, is that he doesn't have the ground game, all right? And he doesn't have, I didn't hear anything about, the ability, which I heard, kind of what describes Krav Maga. The weapons stealing abilities of Iron Fist. So, all right, you got numchucks and everything, but I didn't hear him anything about taking anything, any weapons away from anybody he's fighting and using them against him. All right, because that's a very important thing. If I can take your weapon, I can use it against you. Nine times out of ten, that's going to be a uh, projectile weapon. That's very important. All right, but but if he can if he can withstand a, a fireball, well. Maybe it doesn't matter. So I'm I'm on the fence right now. Um, if we're if this is a Mortal Kombat universe, this is and then and then the Dragon Chi that man that has a lot to do with it. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 very conflicted right now. Then I love it. All right, Ray, we're we're off to the races with this. Go ahead and hit us with your point number two.
1: Point number two, and, and Don, I'm glad you said some of the things you said because I have a good idea where your head's at,
3: and let's expand on where you're at and show you why Luke Kang is the obvious choice here. Okay. One, because some of his martial arts that he uses, yes, he has the throws. He doesn't really need the disarms in the Mortal Kombat universe because every individual com- com- competitor is a living weapon. They they all have their own personal projectiles, and often weapons don't necessarily come into those fights even though people occasionally do bring them. Now, he's been known to do a move, Liu Kang- Does called the bicycle kick. And to that, also something called the shadow kick that he learned from Johnny Cage. The shadow kick is something that moves so fast you only see sort of a glimmer of him as he shoots across the screen or shoots across the battlefield. So you see essentially a shadow of him as he fast kicks you right in the face. It's a cool move when he can pull it off. And the bicycle kick is one where he actually defies gravity. He flings himself in the air, hangs in the air for a good, I don't know, 20 seconds with his uh, legs out extended towards your face, and he just repeatedly rabbit punches you with his feet over and over again to your head and neck area while he flies through the air towards you. It's a very difficult move to deal with, and if you get hit by it, you tend to get hit by it a whole lot of times in a short amount of time. So again, he's showing the fact that he has the power of levitation along with all of his amazing physical attributes. That's not something I've necessarily seen out of Iron Fist, but James, you could talk about that on your own. Now, the big thing that Liu Kang brings to the table, which puts him head and shoulders above, is he's not just using martial arts. If this were a straight-up martial arts-only, no-special-powers type of battle, I could see where Iron Fist would do very, very well, given that all of his abilities are necessarily geared towards being into the physical world of martial arts. Liu Kang, however, can shoot fireballs, and there's really no limit to the fire ability of Liu Kang. Now, in the original games, he was known to shoot a fireball towards your face and a fireball towards your knees both places are two places that you don't want to get hit that are both a little bit harder to get out of the way of and dodge especially the one that's going to hit you down low but this man can conjure fire and throw it at you not just that he's been known to create an entire body pillar of fire around himself essentially encase his body in flame which does not hurt him when he goes into battle so it's one thing to battle a typical martial artist how do you fight one that's on fire That's on fire and getting right in your face. Not just that. If he does have a weapon, he can imbue that with fire properties. So when he hits you with the nunchucks, the nunchucks are ablaze when he hits you with them. He can also do that to his own fists. He's been seen to increase the power of some of his punches by imbuing them with the power of fire. So that way when he hits you, he's hitting you with a literal inferno. So we're not just talking about standard martial arts on the table here. And the other thing is he has a really cool fatality in one of the games where he actually stands back a little bit. He lets you sort of be dazed and groggy for a second. And then he creates a pillar, a full-on fire cylinder that comes up all around the ground beneath you. He conjures the fire beneath you and then shoots it straight to the heavens incinerating you as if you were in a a kiln of some kind. This this is the core of Liu Kang and this is the beginning of why he's just going to be too much for Iron Fist who yes mystical uh, the mystical chi energy is excellent. He has some good punching ability and and he's a great martial artist but he's going to be fighting somebody who's potentially on fire. And that's going to make a huge difference in this fight because we are going to get mystical. We are going to get ethereal with this and not just keep it to the X's and O's of punching.
1: And that's my point number two. Interesting. Quick question about fatalities. Now, fatalities aren't typically done in the middle of a match, correct? They're they're done when that person's energy or they've taken enough of a beating where they're now like they can't fight back. They're like 1% away from dying and that's when you execute the fatality. Is that correct?
3: One of the neat things about fatalities is that the earlier Mortal Kombat games they saved the really nasty offensive attacks purely for the fatalities. That's when you have people blowing up, you know, burning to to a crisp, etc. In the later Mortal Kombat games, the actual regular moveset started involving more and more fatality type attacks, especially I'm thinking of the x-ray attacks that happen, where he actually shows him doing a combo that will literally break your femur, it will break your shoulder bone, it'll break your ocular bone and then he breaks uh, your 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 uh, leg your leg again in a different place and it shows that happening in the middle of the fight and not only do these fighters have to deal with that and move on with broken limbs but also they have the ability to whip it out at any point during a match so the pillar of fire fatality is maybe something that he would pull off late in the match when they're both very very tired because we know he can do that but as far as him just using that outright, he uses fire abilities right, left, and center. That may be particular one ability, not as likely in the middle of a match, but everything else is totally on the table.
1: Got it. Last question. The nature of the fire. Is that a physical fire? Is that a supernatural? Is that internal chi? What, what is the nature of that?
3: That's tough. I haven't really delved into where this fire exactly comes from. It obviously doesn't feel natural because human beings can't just make fire exist and then throw it and have it encase their bodies in flame. So I don't know if it's mystical in nature. I really don't. It's just it is fire and it
1: is rough. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. excellent. So again, not a lot for me to kind of do other than clarify some points because Liu Kang, again, is just that awesome. So I have no choice but to kind of get into the obvious with Iron Fist. Let's talk about his chi and pretty much how he focuses some chi. So Iron Fist is called Iron Fist because he can augment his internal supernatural chi that he got from that Dragon Shao Lao and take his body to superhuman levels. So when he he harnesses his mystical chi, he can augment you know both his mental capabilities and his like physical capabilities as well so he can shoot and also do some energy projections stuff, which is really cool he can shoot chi energy blasts which is really cool he can also do a pulse wave where he focuses his chi energy and just shoots it out 360 around him takes out anything around him in case someone grabs onto him what have you he can use his chi to augment his super speed he can dodge gunfire at point-blank range he can also easily catch bullets which is kind of impressive his super speed actually can easily exceed that of spider-man spider-man is very, very fast, has super high level, super speed. He's got super durability. And the reason why is because he can generate a chi-based aura radiating from his body that protects him from everything from energy-based attacks to uh, making himself more resilient against physical damage. Look, he's survived massive explosions that have taken out entire city blocks. He's survived falls 12 stories up in the air or from sky, whatever it is. He can, you know, getting hit by super powerful beings, he can survive that stuff pretty easily. He can also absorb energy and use it to power himself up. So he gets hit by an energy attack of some sort. Again, that's why I was asking if Luke Kang's energy was mystical. Whatever It is what it is. He can get hit by any type of energy. And kind of absorb it into himself. And use that to further power himself up. He's got heightened superhuman awareness. So his chi allows him to understand the world around him. So Nightcrawler, whom you mentioned, Don. Teleports in front of him. He'll understand where he's about to end up. And can feel like the air change. When Nightcrawler first appears. And can kind of figure that out. And sense him and hit him. Just as he reappears. He's done that to Nightcrawler before. He uses Chi to heal himself at super speed. He's got... This is kind of crazy. He's got super hypnotism. Evidently, he knows how to use his Chi to create various illusions and make his opponent see what he wants them to see. Yeah, not sure how that works, but he's done it before to really great use. And, of course, he's got his signature Iron Fist where he summons all of this Chi and focuses it into his hand, making his fist inhumanly powerful and superhumanly resistant to injury and and doesn't feel any pain. It's all on a superhuman scale. By the way, he can do that with his feet, with his knees, with his elbows. you've heard of Muay Thai and the eight weapons, right? You know, elbows, forearms, shins. He can do that all over his body with that uh, internal uh, chi. Ray, that iron fist, uh, the way to explain it to you that you may understand, it's kind of like an infinite mass punch, except a little bit slower. And again, he can do that with any part of his body, not just his fist. So what does he do with his chi powers? Let's give some examples here. He's broken through and ripped apart Spider-Man's webbing super easily. He's hit Spider-Man hard enough to to drop him. This is while Spider-Man was wearing the iron spider armor given to him by Tony Stark. He's jumped down that elevator shaft, told you 12 stories, landed fine. He destroyed a helicarrier. So he was thrown at a helicarrier by Luke Cage. It was called a fastball special, something done in Marvel Comics. He focused his chin in his fist and ripped right through a helicarrier, those huge, massive airships from S.H.I.E.L.D., and destroyed it. He's knocked out Scar, who's the son of Hulk. He got punched through nine floors of a building, gets up fine. He's launched himself at super speed at this huge magnetic rail train that was loaded up with enough explosives that someone said would make Hiroshima look like a sparkle from a firework. He blew right through that set off a huge explosion. Uses his aura was absolutely fine. And this one's kind of crazy. He punched through Black Panther's vibranium armor, which, according to Marvel, is something that is insanely difficult to do. He actually broke through Iron Man's vibranium armor, something that no one thought you could do. Uh, and finally, if that wasn't enough, Iron Fist can use his chi to create nexus points between dimensions. This is something Scarlet Witch knows all about. So he can actually open dimensions. It's not the easiest thing for him to do, but he can open up dimensions and literally punch someone through that dimensional portal and see him off winning a fight by battlefield removal. Put all of that together. And that's what Liu Kang is fighting in this battle. That's my point number two.
3: I mean, there is some good stuff there, and of course, as usual, James, you're overstating a whole heck of a lot. That whole dimensional portal thing, let's let's not even pretend like that's an actual thing that Iron Fist is going to do. That is not a real thing. Iron Fist has been around for a long time, and that is not a common tactic that he would employ. As we uh, take into account the character of the people involved, that is just not something that he's likely to employ here. I appreciate you trying for it, James. You love your portals, but in this particular case, this is not a character who's particularly known for this type of attack, so... Pulling out one example of it and then saying, oh, he would totally do this is a pure James move and also a load of garbage. Now, one thing I do want to talk about right here is super powered characters, because let's face it, Luke Kang is geared up to be the everyman, quote unquote, despite his ridiculous stats and power. But he's the everyman in the tournament of Mortal Kombat, who's fighting essentially a whole litany of superheroes as it goes on. He's beaten the characters like Sub-Zero and Scorpion, you know, who can pull off his head and reveal a skull head and can create a chain out of nowhere that pierces your body and then he pulls it back towards yourself. He's beaten these characters. He's beaten Baraka, who's a guy with giant knives on the end of his hands and a ghoulish-like face. Heck, in the original Mortal Kombat, he beat Shang Tsung, who can transform himself into any of the other fighters in the tournament. Uh, at, at will anytime he wants to and then fight you with anybody else's style given a moment. He beat him. He also beat Goro who was what, an eight foot tall four-armed, gigantic uh, uh, centaur, not really centaur, that's Motaro, but a giant-type monster with just super-powered strength, probably more so than Iron Fist, even though Iron Fist does have that one punch, he was able to defeat Goro. Now, Iron Fist, on the other hand, has had his share of trouble with fighting super-powered characters from time to time. I have examples where he has absolutely gotten defeated by Spider-Man in a who-would-win-type battle where he just got hit by the webs, and that was it. He was just tied up, and Spider-Man was allowed to walk away safely. He was fighting up against uh, Iron Man. An Iron Man actually tanked the Iron Fist and then proceeded to wail on Danny Rand, took him totally out of the battle. An additional, Captain America, also a peak human, maybe slightly uh, you know on the low side of that, of the superhuman level. We love Captain America, but Captain America also was too much For To handle for Danny Rand, despite him being very skilled in combat, the physicals of Captain America were too much for him to fight. So these are all battles I want to make sure our judge knows about. And that's my rebuttal.
1: Quick question, Ray. Has uh, Liu Kang, he he beat all those people in Mortal Kombat. Has he ever lost to anybody, any of those people you mentioned that he beat in Mortal Kombat?
3: I will t- well, I'll talk about that a little bit because oh, he does okay. have he has one big defeat that did not happen in the actual tournament. And that was when he got ambushed by two highly powerful characters at the same time. And they were able to take him out. It's really his one big defeat that he's had. And it took multiple people taking him by surprise, uh, uh, pretending to be his friends. So if you think that's a move Iron Fist can pull off with
1: a friend. Oh, wait, that's not how a who would win battle works. That's right. It's a one-on-one battle. That's a fair point. He does have quite a few losses. But with that being said, again, I can't do anything except respect Luke Kang and what he can do and bring to the table. So here's the deal. We're at the turning point. Don, you've heard two points from Ray. You've heard two points from me. Now you've got to tell us who you think is leading this, this fight. Who do you think is winning so far? And what does the other side have to do to pull out a victory?
4: Uh, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I like Luke Kang. I played Luke Kang. I mean... Mm-hmm. When you play Mortal Kombat, when you go straight into the game, you're like, this looks like a guy I can win with. This looks like a guy I can get through the tournament with. There's one thing that it sounded like with Iron Fist to me, and that is the ability to kind of read the future in so many ways. If he can feel air pressure, if he can feel with his chi stuff coming, look, if I know what you're doing in a fight before you're going to do it, I'm going to win that fight 10 times out of 10. I've boxed. I've done Muay Thai. I've done Jiu-Jitsu. If I knew what you were doing before you were going to do it, I'm going to win every time. And if he can absorb energy, and I get your point, is, is, the, is the fire energy, what kind of energy is it? Is it metaphysical? Is it magical? Well, if it's magical, he probably can't absorb it. He probably can't absorb it and use it against but I'm leaning I'm leaning towards the Iron Fist just because of the ability to focus the chi to predict moves by his opponent.
3: Now that's really interesting, Don. So mm. by that particular logic, Iron Fisk should clearly have never lost a fight. Except he has lost fights that I've told you. So maybe it's not that big a deal after all. It's
4: it, it and, and that's and that's what I don't get about it, is if somebody can predict their opponent's moves then why did he lose fights you know in jiu-jitsu right we were talking about brazilian jiu-jitsu there's an expression
1: which is i knew exactly what you were about to do yeah but i had no way to stop it Mm -hmm. that's and that could be that could be either Liu kang or that could be iron fist
4: you know what i mean i I
1: can't i can't take that away from Liu kang either
4: yeah and and i've been there i've been there and people were like "I, i i'm i've got you in a I've got you in this I don't know why you're not scared It's like, well, I, I have a little bit of muscle endurance. I'm pretty sure yours is going to run out before mine does, and we're just waiting right now right uh so so that's why'm I'm, I'm still on the fence I'm, I'm I'm actually really interested to see these closing arguments because I, I'm sure you both have something some whoppers for me to hear so I'm, I'm ready to hear them.
1: Well, here we are again, Ray Stekanis. You never mm-hmm. would have guessed it that we would be you know, somewhat neck and neck at point number three after the turning points. Yeah, Donna, I'm also really interested what Ray's going to bring to the table. Clearly, Ray has a lot of great knowledge of Liu Kang. With go this
3: particular and... battle, I would be shocked if we weren't this close after two points, quite That's frankly. True.
1: That's true. And by the way, I love this battle a whole lot. So, Ray, go ahead and hit us with your point number three.
3: Point number three for Liu Kang. Let's go ahead and bring it home because the first thing I want to talk about is his ability in the Mortal Kombat tournaments. Again, these are physical fighting, magical fighting tournaments that with everything at stake, with everything on the line and Liu Kang has won this particular tournament with all of these supernatural and superheroic style characters multiple times. In fact, Liu Kang won the first, I believe, four Mortal Kombat tournaments of the first four games in the storylines, which means The canon Liu Kang that I'm talking about rolled through and defeated Goro and Shang Tsung in the first one. He beat Shao Kahn a total of three times. Shao Kahn is basically an intergalactic style warlord. Consider him a little bit like Ronin the Accuser would be, if not a Thanos type of character. Maybe somewhere in between those two would be a little bit more fair, but he's a giant brute of a man with super strength, and Liu Kang has repeatedly beaten him with everything on the line for the people of Earth. Now, let's talk about You talk about the magical stuff kind of being a problem for Iron Fist, so let's talk about some of the weird magical style attacks that Luke Kang can bring, because he does do the fireballs, which I can't believe are naturally occurring, first off, but some of his different things he's done in the games is he's done what's called an animality, where in a weakened state with his opponent, so it is a finisher move, he would only pull this at the end, but he's shown the ability multiple times to transform his entire body into a dragon and chomp the upper half off of his opponent if he needed to. More interestingly, in multiple Mortal Kombat games, he's done a move called a Babality, which means he hits you so hard, you turn into a baby. I will repeat that. Liu Kang has the ability to... I know the Iron Fist has a powerful Iron Fist, but when Liu Kang hits you, it's not off the table that you turn into a baby. I don't know the physics behind regressing someone's growth to that extent immediately, but Liu Kang has shown the ability to do it in multiple times. But the big thing I want to talk about here is Liu Kang in the most recent game, Mortal Kombat 11. He's gone through an entire storyline where he was killed by those two very powerful sorcerer, warrior sorcerer characters, I believe uh, uh, Shinnok was one of them, Quan Chi maybe, I I didn't write it down, somebody's gonna yell at their screen right now, but there were two characters who were very powerful warrior sorcerers, they tricked him into coming to a place by himself by thinking he was with his friends, they hit him from behind and they were able to take him out. He couldn't die, he was brought back as a revenant spirit, as a zombie Liu Kang with chain on his wrist that just continued to fight at a very high level despite his neck being wobbly because it was broken the entire time. That's just Liu Kang, and in the latest Mortal Kombat 11 game, he fused with the Liu Kang from the original version with Revenant Undead Liu Kang with the powers of Lord Raiden. Lord Raiden, the Thunder God Absorbed all of that together to create an ascended form called Fire God Liu Kang. Now, there's regular Liu Kang who I've been arguing, and then there's this particular Liu Kang, which is the one I'd like to bring onto the table. Fire God Liu Kang can fly, he can create tornadoes around himself, he can absolutely shower people with gouts of flame. And Iron Fist can't fly, don't know that I've ever seen that. So we have one character who's flying, shooting down with tornadoes, wind attacks, fire attacks, lightning and thunder attacks, and you have poor Iron Fist trying to use martial arts to defeat all of that. We have one character who's ascended to a godlike immortal status. He's tanked shots from Chronica before, the, uh, the Time Lord. <laughs> How many people can tank shots from Time Lords? Not too many. But Liu Kang is one of those people, so fire god Liu Kang. What is a poor human being, Danny Rand, going to do against an ascended god? The answer is not a whole heck of a lot. One character's just got it on the other, and that's my point number three.
1: Okay, hold on. Hold on. First of all, so Luke can turn into a dragon. Interesting. Before Iron Fist even became Iron Fist, he killed a big, huge, supernatural, powerful dragon. So check and mate there. The other thing, you said in the latest game, he's fused with Lord Raiden. So Lord Raiden came in, he fused with them. Is that still Liu Kang?
3: Absolutely, because it's two parts
1: Liu Kang to one part Raiden, and if I know my math, two
3: is higher than one, which means that that is a predominantly Liu Kang character. The name of the character is Fire God Liu Kang, not Fire God Raiden. So the fact that it is a Liu Kang character that's been imbued with more power, James, in the Invincible Battle, you tried to argue final panel of final issue invincible was the actual one you were using so i have no problem on my conscience using only the most recent version mortal kombat 11 version of lu
1: kang for this battle that was like the fourth from last issue of the series in invincible secondly i do remember the green goblin matchup where you tried to bring in carnage as a red goblin and the iron patriot and combine them all into one that was kind of fun no james they all
3: fought separately because a lot of those were mechanical and did not require the goblin himself to operate
1: them Red Goblin was Goblin and Carnage together, kind of like Lord Ray's and So we have precedent. We do. So this is just interesting. And the most impressive thing out of all of this are your improved math skills. Two actually is more than one. I was
3: was not sure about that. Thank you, James. I was on the fence. I'm glad I got that one Uh, right.
1: That is is the most impressive. You can never stop learning, right? And uh, look at you go. Look at you go. All right. So, Ray, you brought some interesting points to the table. Let me go ahead and hit you with my point number three. And let me see if I have something. To beat all of this, because again, this is super impressive. So let's talk about. I I wish I did. So uh, before we go any further, Doctor Strange actually did something with uh, Iron Fist suit that he wears and made it impervious to magic. In other words, magical hits that were physical in nature, so you know, turned into a physical shot, but magically powered. They hit with less power. Magical attacks that are energy based that hits with less power. So he's got that going for him. I'm not saying it's going to tank everything down to zero. That this. Raiden-based Luke Kang character can throw, but it's definitely going to lessen the blow quite a deal. Also, let's see, Liu Kang is, you know, again, I, I can't talk about enough about how impressive he is, especially with the Bruce Lee factor. Iron Fist, though, he's just as impressive, in my opinion, just a little bit more. And you have to take a look at who he's beaten. Again, Mortal Kombat, awesome characters, powerful, supernatural, all that kind of good stuff. But Marvel has a little bit of a different uh, power base here and how you measure how powerful someone is. And you'll see that by who he's taken on. So in no particular, Iron Fist has wins, clear wins over... Sabertooth, Nightcrawler, Spider-Man, Daredevil, Colossus, you know, the Titan kind of metal guy from the X-Men. He's got a, a win over a character named Ragnarok, who is the clone of Thor, had all of Thor's powers, all of his strength, a god in his own. Iron Fist actually beat him. Got a win over Scar, I mentioned before. He's the son of the Hulk, who looks and acts a lot like Conan the Barbarian if he had gamma radiation. He's knocked the Hulk through a wall so hard that the Hulk got up and said, can you please teach me how you did that? He also took on The Thing from the Fantastic Four dropped him super easily The things like what the heck is happening here if that wasn't enough he's also got to win over luke cage that person he teams up with all the time and he hit luke cage in such a way where the 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 caption was i don't want to hit luke cage too hard this one luke cage was fully powered up you know it was because 50 tons was ripping huge steel vault doors off of walls and just kind of going crazy and luke cage I, I gotta fight him calm him down i don't want to hit him too hard because i don't want to kill him you know luke cage who's invulnerable and super strong so he hit him just hard enough to knock him out. That kind of shows his control at super strength as well. Uh, Still need more examples. This is cool. He's beaten the X-Men. He actually has a win over the X-Men. He also took on the entire supervillain group called the Wrecking Crew. And these are all super powerful villains who each have like a construction crew member kind of shtick. They're all super powerful. And their own right, there was about five of them. He took them all on, beat them all. No problem. He even has a win. And this is the one that presides me the most, a win over Black Panther. He's beaten every type of Mortal Kombat character also that Marvel could throw at him. Let me define that a little bit. So Mortal Kombat's awesome with their characters. Marvel has a lot of similar characters with similar power sets, even though they have different backstories. Just like Liu Kang, Iron Fist had some upgrades over the years, right? So on top of power increases and new ways to use his chi, Iron Fist has also absorbed in the past, I think it was four years, he absorbed the chi of the previous Iron Fist before him, which exponentially increased both his own powers and his martial arts ability. Take the Iron Fist I described in point number two, give him exponentially more power and ability with Chi and martial arts ability. That's what we've got right now. And Ray, this is so interesting. So you said Raiden was the fire god. Is that correct? A thunder god. Come on, James. So wait, so Raiden with Liu Kang was the fire god Liu Kang? Liu Kang became fire god Liu Kang. Got it. So he became fire god Liu Kang. Okay, cool. So let's talk about something that happened with Iron Fist in a similar way. So he's taking on this character. It's a god within the Marvel Universe. I'm talking a celestial type of god. And the name was Zhu Kong, the God of Fire and Universal Order. This is kind of interesting. So this Zhu Kong is destroying the world, kind of running amok through cities and what have you. And Iron Fist is like, I need something big. I need an upgrade. He called on this this creature called the One, who was originally weird story, an android who would take on every Iron Fist to prove that the Iron Fist was ready and could you know was worthy of the title. Well, that one character had grown exponentially stronger and stronger and stronger. They fused together, and all of a sudden, Iron Fist was strong enough like a god to take out conclusively the uh, Zhukong god of fire and universal order. That Then they split apart, and I, I believe Iron Fist still has the ability to call upon this character, the one, when he needs it to kind of take on these huge universal threats when they come to Earth. But here's the thing. Let's just kind of get down to brass tacks here. These two characters, we could talk about, hey, Luke Kang did this, Iron Fist did this, there's comparisons, comparisons. There's one little thing. One little thing that differentiates these characters. Don, you already kind of touched on this. So the fight is super even. Because of the heart of the matter, Liu Kang's master of the striking arts, right? Jun Fan is a striking art. It's Kung Fu, some boxing. It's not jiu Kune Do, but it's Jun Fan. What is Jun Fan missing? That's a ground game. He doesn't have any submissions, really, to the same level Iron Fist has. I know this sounds a little petty, but when you put everything else together, one little extra technique, fighting in an area or a range where someone doesn't have that expertise makes all the difference. Look, if MMA has taught us anything, you can be a great striker, you can be a great wrestler, but if you don't have a good ground game with submissions, you're going to get taken out. In the end, with all the insanity that's flying around here with martial arts both sides, it's a small little difference in fightability and fighting range and fighting knowledge is going to make the difference. And in that regard, that's Iron Fist. And that's why he wins this battle.
3: James, you're trying real hard, and the whole idea that he's going to win with an arm bar submission is so beyond ludicrous. It'd probably be a choke. I I would laugh if it wasn't so shameful. I'm seeing
1: a triangle. Yeah, because he would, he would extend a striker, okay, sure. a striker well, would like extend his arms. I mean, we're just talk talking for pure just
3: another moment over here, because uh, that matchup against Black Panther, you say it was a win. I've only ever seen him fight Black Panther one time, and that was a multiple knockout. They knocked each other out at the exact same time, which isn't a win any place I've ever come from. I'm not sure where you get off saying that he won when he himself was knocked out at the same time he knocked out his opponent. That is a draw. Uh, Any place I've ever been, that is a draw. Now, you talked about Thor, and and Marvel, if you had guts, put Iron Fist over Thor. Don't do this Thor's clone nonsense. If you defeat a clone of somebody, you're defeating the jobber version of that person. I don't care how powerful they want to say they are. They are a tomato can who's been propped up to get knocked over. Are you kidding me right now? And the Wrecking Crew, beating the Wrecking Crew was a big deal. Also was a big deal when Iron Fist got wrecked by the wrecking crew and lost a fight to them as well, which is also on the record. So we want to talk about, oh, I sense all the movements. He's lost a lot of battles to a lot of very powerful people. And the question that I would say, look, beating Sabretooth, Daredevil, mutual KOing Black Panther, that is a big deal. I'm not going to pretend like it's not. The question I would have is Liu Kang has won four Mortal Kombat tournaments, all right? Four times he's ran the gauntlet of superhuman characters, one after another after another, and came out as the ultimate champion. Could Daredevil walk through that entire path and win? I don't think so. Could Sabretooth get all the way through there and fight a guy like Cyrax, who's the uh, cyborg ninja? I don't think so. Could he beat Shao Kahn? I just don't think so. So I think ultimately, when you look at some of the victories and some of the losses that have happened, I would argue that Iron Fist losses mount up where Liu Kang has had very few losses that have happened when the odds were very heavily stacked against him and trickery was involved. So in a one-on-one encounter, which is what Liu Kang completely specializes in, especially if he's fire god luke kang i just don't see how iron fist is gonna be able to pull this off especially given and the last thing i'll say you said that he held back against a luke cage style character which means that if he's using chi to sense he's gonna sense the goodness in luke kang he's gonna sense the inner hero inside of him and there is a chance at the end of the day that he might hold back some of his power in this battle he did it against luke cage by your own admission he may possibly be tempted to do it here, given that I would argue Luke Kang is an even more noble person being a Shaolin monk than Luke Cage.
1: That's all I'll say about that. Here's the thing, Ray. Luke Cage and Iron Fist are like such good friends. They think they're of each other's brothers. So he didn't want to kill his who he referred to as his brother, his really great friend. That's why he took it easy. He, the other thing about Iron Fist that's really interesting is he's not afraid to go full blast into someone. And even other people are like, did you really have to do that? He's like, no, I felt it was the right thing. My chi was telling me off these readings. I need to up that power and go there. So here's the deal. You want to deal.
3: talk about going full blast into somebody. I've got some Liu Kang fatalities to tell you about. No, that's fair. This the, is a guy who's not going to hold back ever. The, fair, point. The,
1: the The really cool thing that Don has to figure out is if you took Liu Kang and put him up against, you know, the Marvel villains and creatures and beings that Iron Fist had to do, how would he do? Then, you also, Don, you also have to ask yourself, how would Iron Fist do in a mortal combat tournament, and then figure out well does that even one of the two factors really play into if you know matchups make the style? How does it all it's play an out? Don, fight. Don, That's I don't true.
4: envy you at all. You've heard three points yeah. from Ray. You've heard three guys, points from me, guys. Where do you think? Guys, Who do you think you, wins this? You both. I mean, I think you both should have been lawyers because wow, <laughs> these are some amazing arguments. I, I I am insanely impressed. You have clearly done your research. I am. Highly impressed. I, I will I will speak to one point. I have fought plenty of my friends in martial arts, or sparred plenty of my friends, but you will not win. We will spar, but you will still not win. I'm, I'm not going to let you win. There's, there's no way. I mean, we're still friends, but I'm not going to let you win. I mean, there's, that's still there. Someone's competitive. Extremely. And and then th- th- this is this is just sticking in my mind and I hate it. So I and I have to ask this question. So are you saying that Liu Kang can't die?
3: Lu here's the deal. Liu Kang at one point got killed and then got reborn as a, a revenant, an undead character. Now the current version of Liu Kang, the fire god Liu Kang, is effectively a god and a mortal who cannot die.
1: This is okay. This is And a- by the way, is this is this a permanent thing right now? Is uh, Liu Kang now permanently godlike? Y- yes, is, is he
3: permanently godlike? He's fighting fire god Liu Kang as far as I'm concerned because, again, that is the most recent <laughs> iteration is, of the character and that is the one I am arguing. And There has been no other iteration since that I've, one. So I've, where we stand right now, that is Liu Kang. Okay,
4: I'm feeling like my hands are tied here. So I'm going to say, James, you know, you, you made a very good argument, but... There is no fighting someone who can't die. If I did not fear death, I would fight everyone in the world because I knew I couldn't die. This is what I'm basing my decision on. So in this match, purely because Luke Kang cannot die and Iron Fist can die, he is mortal, Luke Kang would win.
3: There we go. There we wow. go. And that is, and here's the deal. I'm not saying I wasn't playing wow. dirty. I would just had a better character who's had wow. better feats. Don, and sometimes I'm sorry, that's what bro. happens to the he end of the day. Don he can't die.
1: Don. Don, so that's hold on, hold on, hold on. Really, from from video games that that's the that's So if the next game comes out for Moral Combat, and all of a sudden it's Liu Kang and not Fire God Liu Kang,
3: and and James, would you print a retraction? I I welcome a a rematch of this battle. If that happens in the next Mortal Kombat,
4: I will see you back on the battle. I will take out a
1: full page retraction. So here's what I'm going to do, guys. There's a little sub rule in who would win that people don't know about that I'm about to call upon speaking about being a lawyer. (laughs) And that is, that is I officially contest this matchup. (laughs) Interesting. Because let me explain why. Let me explain why. There is no proof that this character cannot die gods can die gods die all the time in mortal combat don't they they get no. defeated they get fatalities gods don't if a god, no. really raiden has fatalities he's a god how does he all yeah, of a sudden get he, fatalities? Lo- he
3: ramps down his power level for the but tournament that was, but that was uh, my... in order to create even playing field so here's no, the deal raiden, raiden can't die
1: Here, here's the here's the deal so with that being said don we respect you as a judge i uh disrespect your decision but i respect you as a person and an actor We'll see if Superman shows up. Every single <laughs> but no. The thing is this,
4: I'm kidding. the I'm thing kidding is this, the thing is this, <laughs> as much as I,
1: as much as I don't like your decision, I respect it. I do respect the heck out of how Ray put this battle together. And that is, that was impressive, Ray. This was good. I like where you went with this, even though I brought up the fact that Iron Fist took out a fire god the way he did it. I do like how you played this. That was pretty impressive. Well played. I'm
3: sorry, but in the in, you know Marvel gods just aren't built the same way as Mortal Kombat gods. As the Hulk himself
1: once said, "Puny god." It was
4: the immortality thing. It's just the immortality. Can 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 Iron Fist die? Can he die?
1: He can. So can. Sure can. So 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 can Liu Kang. This so is interesting. This is so. This is interesting. This is. The, I, I'm gonna. I want to go to the audience. I want to I wanna go to the audience. I want to go to
4: the audience as test well. This. Because
1: yeah. This is something I got to contest. This is something, and I and by the way, I'm smiling ear to ear as I'm saying this because I, I can't wait to see what happens. I love how Ray debated this argument. I completely disagree with the decision, but I love this battle,
4: G- guys. And, and 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 okay, so so that now I look like I'm now I look like I'm making nice. If it was in a real world situation, no no Mortal Kombat rules. Of course, Iron Fist would win with the ground game. But if if we're doing Mortal Combat rules with the with are. the with the we have to. stuff, then he's gonna win. He's gonna because he can't die. Mm-hmm. We we so we he, have
1: to allow that. You're you, right. You can, we gotta allow you it. You
4: can break you can break his neck. He's gonna be like, oh, you broke my neck. Okay, I'm still living. Then I'm 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 all right. And it's not okay. No, you listen,
3: Don. You don't even need to feel weird about this. Literally, he is known as an immortal in the Mortal Combat universe. And the quote about him is that Fire God Liu Kang exists. Quote unquote. Outside the normal laws of time. So you have no shade in this matchup whatsoever. Clearly, this was the right decision.
1: This is like, you know, this reminds me of we use Jason from Friday the 13th. And then Mm -hmm. I think, Ray, you brought in Jason X.
3: Yeah, Uber Jason. Uber Jason, who's
1: got like, you know, nanobytes and is a cyborg. And by the way, that's the fun of who would win. In all seriousness, if we disallow stuff, we take away the fun. We're allowed to disagree. We're allowed to be like, no, you're wrong. I want this argument to live on for generations (laughs) And again, all I can say is I love this matchup. It was awesome.
4: It was so I done. Well, and played. like I say,
3: and I will. I will embrace a re- return in season four if another Mortal Kombat comes out that wants to bring Liu Kang back down right. in power. Don't think that's going to happen. But if it does, I'm. I'll be. I'll meet you on the battlefield. One James Gapsy,
4: G- guys. I I gotta say, I I would love to come back if you would have me. Oh, we definitely have to have you back. Yeah,
1: for sure, yeah. for sure. Here's here's the deal. This was not an easy uh, battle to judge. You fell under the the sway of Ray. It's happened before. With that being said, I want you back. I want to redeem myself in your eyes. And again, great great job for your first time. Go ahead and tell the
4: audience where they can find you online. Thank you so much for having me on. This was absolutely riveting. You said we would have a debate, and I had no idea. Um, If they would like to find me online, I'm mainly on Instagram. So it's don, D-O-N, underscore jeans. That's just like blue jeans. J E A N E S on Instagram, or you can find me by the same moniker on facebook.com. Of course, you can always go to superhero diaries on Facebook, YouTube, or TikTok, And I would love to see you there. Love it. All right, Ray,
1: congratulations. You won again. Very nicely done. I deserved it. Yeah, it it was, uh, I don't know, man. This impressed me. This impressed me a lot. So uh, go ahead and tell the audience how you feel, and where they can find you. You know, James, I'll be honest with you. This impressed me,
3: too. I really did impress myself today because, quite frankly, I did a great job. I want to talk about a certain review from a, uh, what's his name right here? Blunkinostorator. Torator. Don't have weird names if you want me to pronounce it right. Let me start there. Blunkettatorator, five stars, and and this is a review off of iTunes or Apple Podcasts. They say now, OMG, and then like 20 exclamation points. All caps now. I love this so much. Donut. Listen to These's Haters. Now, I don't know what haters he's referring to. Around him is a litany of other five-star reviews because everybody loves the show because it's a great show, and they all come for me every single week to see me annihilate James Gavsey. Look, we got off to a little bit of a rocky start earlier in the season. Obviously, the Ray train is rolling right now. I dominated this match. I wish James had a chance in this match. I wish James had the ability to argue superhero battles like I do sometimes, but it's almost better that he doesn't and wins by flukes every once in a while. The Ray train is leaving the station. Toot, toot, let's get a move on. You can find me on Twitter at Almighty Ray.
1: Wow. Okay, well, whoever wants to ride the Ray train... Feel free, or you can write in style Choo, with Choo. Ch- Choo, or you can write in style with James Gabsy. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by typing in at James Gabsy. Remember to join the official Who Would Win Facebook group to make a suggestion for a matchup for the show and be part of our growing community. You can also find us on Instagram at Who Would Win Show. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and wherever else you go for your podcasts and videos. And check out the Who Would Win website at www.whowouldwinshow.com to access all of our past episodes. On behalf of myself, Ray Sicanas, and the rest of the amazing Who Would Win production team, thank you once again for checking out another episode of Who Would Win. We'll see you next time.